Hello, I'm Stuart Chittenden and this is Lives, a show about conversation, community and the people that bring community to life. My guest today is the musician Jocelyn. Not only will we be in conversation, but Jocelyn will also perform a few of her songs for us live in the studio. Recently signed to the global music publisher BMG, Jocelyn has just released Speak Up, her first single with that label. In 2018, she performed on TV for Steve Harvey at the world-famous Apollo Theatre and for Darius Rucker on an episode of Celebrity Undercover Boss. A staple in her local Omaha music scene, Jocelyn recently won Best Pop Artist and Artist of the Year at the Omaha Entertainment and Arts Awards. Jocelyn says, I love being able to touch people's hearts or make them think or feel something they haven't felt before. And all this at 21 years of age. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it going? Going well, thank you. It's about <laughs> to get better, I think. Let's start a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to get a sense of you as a person. So tell me about your upbringing. Hello, everyone. I'm Jocelyn. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I went to Holling Heights Elementary, Central Middle School, and then uh, Millard South High School. I would like to say I had a wonderful life. Um, had a, My mom was a single mother. She worked a lot. I had an older brother, older sister, and who loved me very dearly and gave me a lot of love and nourishment. I have grandparents, uh, Grandma Vicky and Grandpa Jeff. They play a big role in my life as well. And yeah, I just have a wonderful community and wonderful friends growing up. wasn't too bad for me. What do you remember about your childhood? Um, I, I remember specifically hanging out with my brother a lot. My older brother, Devin, he was my big inspiration. I always wanted to wear his clothes, be like him. Anything and everything he did, I wanted to do. Yeah, that, we, we played with our neighborhood kids. There was this game that we had called NT. It was called Neighborhood Tag. And we had a really great neighborhood. It was called Deerfield. I, I believe that's what it was called. Um, like 132nd. And it was, yeah, it was a great big neighborhood. And we, we all had like all these kids, you know, in our neighborhood. And we all hung out all the time. We had this big field in the middle of the neighborhood that we would go play football, soccer, kickball, baseball tag and so we were always out late until the street lights came on and then we'd go home it was interesting because all of the kids kids' parents like they had a mom and dad and so everybody was going home for dinner and so my brother and I we were just like all right it's time to go home everybody else is going home so that's kind of kind of just went along with it how'd you how'd you come to Omaha or what made you want to come to Omaha my wife she's originally from here oh mm-hmm. wow She'd moved to uh, New York City, and that's where we met. All of a sudden, Omaha became the, the place to be. I've been to New York. I feel claustrophobic. <laughs> just because, like, everything's so close together. Like, we were driving in a car one time, and I was just like, everything's crashing, like, coming down on me. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. I, I went to the Freedom Tower, and it just, like, they have that elevator that just gets you up there under a minute. And I couldn't even like touch the window. I was freaking out. I can jump out of airplanes, but I cannot be in tall buildings. It's just something that <laughs> that I can do. Another crazy story. I also lost my wallet in New York and I ended up finding it. Someone turned my wallet in. It had like 60 bucks in it. it had my debit cards, my ID, and someone turned it in. Just thought I should mention that. How do you know you can jump out of airplanes? I jumped out of an airplane one time. We went skydiving, and it was awesome. (laughs) 
Was that just because you wanted to jump out of a plane or yeah. was it for some other cause? No, I just really wanted to know what it felt like to let go. Yeah. So I understand that you started playing guitar in freshman year at high school and uh, you performed in choir, but then you watched Ed Sheeran on the internet mm-hmm. and were inspired to dive into music more fully. So what was it that made you realize music and songwriting was a calling for you? So I found Ed Sheeran, eighth grade. I was really into Harry Potter and British accents. Hey, that's why I'm obsessed with you, Loki. I'm <laughs> not just playing. Um, but I, the the season or the the movies were just wrapping up. Um, I was looking at a whole bunch of blooper scenes, and I found Rupert in the music video Lego House, and I was like, Oh my gosh, Rupert Grant is already a singer now! Like this is crazy. And then I'm listening to the song, it's sounding really great. I'm just mind blown. Like, like what the heck just happened? Um, he's just a wizard like five seconds ago. At the end of the video, you see another redhead guy coming out of like the dressing room like, who's that guy? You know, and I'm like, whoa, who's that guy? Like, And come to find out, I started clicking on other videos and it was Ed Sheeran and not Rupert Grant. That was the singer. Um, and I, So I clicked on his acoustic performance, Lego House on the Boats session that he was doing. And he just sounded so beautiful right then and there. I could not stop watching him. I was listening to him constantly. The way he held his guitar, the way his Mini Martin looked, from his voice, his uh, authenticity, it all like made sense to me. And I was like, wow, like I want to do something like this. So I went to my older brother, who I look up to. He was doing drama classes, show choir. And so I went to him and I sang him an Ed Sharon song and he said, you suck. <laughs> he goes, he basically said, go big or go home. Are you going to sign up for choir class? Because if you're going to do this, I'm going to make you do all year, all four years. So um, freshman year comes around. I'm signing up for all my classes and he signs me up. I join mixed choir and then I go up from there all the way to varsity choir uh, later. During my freshman year going into sophomore year, it was the summer going into sophomore year. I was hanging out with these boys. We all skateboarded together. And one of the guys had an idea uh, and take his guitar, smash it in the street on the cement, and then build a bonfire out of it. And I like screamed at them. I was like, no, we are not doing that. I was like, Zach, please give me the guitar. I will learn it. I will take it home and I will cherish it. Please let me take it home. And uh, he did. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and I'm going to practice it. Two weeks later, I came out with my first song called Burn It Down. And yeah, that's where everything started. And then I learned all of Ed Sheeran's, some of the songs off of his Plus album. And I just couldn't stop after that. It seems a remarkably short period of time for you to have picked up a guitar, entered into the mixed choir. Yeah. To have come to this point where you are signed to a record label. Does it surprise you that there has been this rapidity of your growth? It does and it doesn't. I would always watch, you know, TV shows and, you know, listen to people on the radio. And I would always imagine it being me. And for some reason, that drive and that, you know, the work ethic and just my passion for music I, it has led me to where I am today. And now that I look back at it, you know, there's no way that I wouldn't have been here, you know, that I couldn't have gotten here. Because I'm just like, I look for answers too much. I always have to know the answers to everything. And I always have to do my best and always one up myself. Yeah, I, I would definitely say in the beginning, when my manager was like, 
hey, Jocelyn, like, you can, you know, you can visit L.A. and you can, um, you know, get a new guitar. And I'm like, what? Like, this, I could do those things? And he goes, yeah, you can do those things. It felt like a big surprise to me in the beginning because growing up, I didn't know what work ethic meant. I had no idea what time management was. You know, I was a little kid. My family never taught that to me. Um, brother did a little bit. I saw what he was doing, but it still didn't make sense to me. It wasn't until I met my uh, manager, uh, Jeff McLean, that I didn't learn those good qualities, those qualities that you need for life. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> so, I, I want to quote something that's on your website. Yes. So, on your website, you proclaim that music is my life. It is my heartbeat. It brings me a sense of balance in all that I do. So I want you to tell me more about the role of singing, playing, and performing in your life. Well, if I'm not doing anything constructive, I feel weak. I feel like, I feel very sad and just like no motivation anywhere. So I just need, I need music in my life to feel, you know, structured and to feel like I have something to look forward to. Music is, you know, music is what brings everybody together. You know, one of the things that someone mentioned to me the other day, Jocelyn, I loved visiting, I loved going out to your show and seeing how diverse the audience was. And I think it's just so cool how so many different people from so many different backgrounds, doesn't matter, you know, your race, gender, any of that stuff, we all come together to celebrate one thing, and that's music. There's only like maybe a handful of things in the world that so many people can come together and celebrate. And music is one of them. And that's where I found my passion. I wonder if now is the time to hear you sing something. Yes. I'm going to sing uh, my new uh, single called Speak Up, the acoustic version. Kills you to see that I'm doing better. Made it out alive, now I'm going forever Lost count of the ways, all the ways you got me down Honest, I could say that I'm doing better Oh, that look on your face When you hear what I say I'll speak up so you can hear me I'll speak up cause it's my life I'll speak up, I'll make this easy Cause it's who I am, who I am, that's right Cause it's who I am, who I am Karma's coming around and it feels so good Hey, <laughs> Stepping up to me, oh I wish you would You trying to step up to me? Sick and tired of the pain and the games you played on me Stealing back my air, it's time to breathe Man, it feels so good, babe I'll speak up so you can hear me I'll speak up cause it's my life I'll speak up, I'll make this easy Cause it's who I am, who I am, that's right Cause it's who I am, who I am I'll speak up I'll speak up I'll speak up Kills you to see that I'm doing better mm -hmm. 
Made it out alive, now I'm going forever. Sick and tired of the pain and the games you played on me. Stealing back my air, it's time to breathe. I speak up so you can hear me. I speak up cause it's my life. I speak up, I'll make this easy. Cause it's who I am, who I am, that's right. Hey, cause it's who I am, who I am. That's right. I speak up, I'll speak up. Thank you. <laughs> this is your first single with the record label BMG. Yes. So clearly it marks a sort of milestone, um, but it deals with a pretty important and intimate subject, which I understand is around bullying and your own personal experience of that. Are you able to share that story yes. with us and talk yes, about the song? Yeah, so Speak Up is about a very um, you know, personal experience in my life. After the Showtime at the Apollo with Steve Harvey came out back in March, I was getting hate mail and I was, yeah, I was getting, you know, my name slandered on the internet and just all these terrible, you know, things happening. And I just like felt really sad and had this like negative cloud over me. And during that time, I was also recording and writing f for my record. So that day I went into the studio um, with my producer and I told him the story of what was happening. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even want to react with hate. I want to react with love and positivity. I want to lift myself up and I want to lift anybody else who's going through this, anybody who's ever been bullied. I want to lift them up and empower them, you know, to stand up uh, to their bullies and react, you know, positive, positively w out of all of this. That's kind of how the song came about, is to react with love and positivity. Speak up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the reaction then to the song now it's been uh, released for a, a short period of time? What has been the reaction to that message? The reaction to the message has been great so far. Um, people have been messaging me, letting me know, you know, like their own experiences and what has been going on in their lives and just letting me know, like, they feel very inspired and very uplifted by it. So it's working. Let me turn then to the stories, the narratives, the messages that maybe you're trying to communicate with the songs that you write. Some songs are wonderful just because literally they make the body want to do things spontaneously because that's what music right. does to you. Yeah. Um, other songs have narratives that they're trying to communicate. Yes. So there's this broad spectrum, right? And I, I wonder how you position yourself in terms of what are you trying to communicate with your songs right. and your lyrics? So, you know what? The, in, um, my main thing for the whole record itself is very important. And I know it's going to be very special to my fans. And, you know, because it's been very special for me. The record is about empowerment and lifting yourself up and giving love to yourself i wrote there's another song on the record ca called um love letter it's it's about that it's about you know not doubting yourself anymore moving on from that uh empowering yourself and that's really what the record lends itself to is is to uplift people and make them know that they are special and they are unique and they should not compare themselves to other people. They should just compare themselves to their, their own selves. And that's really what the whole record entirely lends, it, lends itself to. And that's why the songs on the record are going to be very important for 2019.
Yeah, one thing to add to that too is that I feel that, you know, we we kind of like, what is the word I'm looking for? Self-detriment? I'm not sure if that's the right word to use, but, you know, we're very hard on ourselves and we're hard on other people. There's this quote um, that I read that inspired me, uh, you know, through my, throughout my life, but it, I, I think you may have seen this too. It says, um, if I spoke the way that I do to my body, to my friends, I wouldn't have any friends. I do believe that uh, it used to be we judge quick right away. I mean, that's still happening, but, you know, because there's another saying I can't, I wanted to say that I can't even think of at the moment. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover. That really needs to be put back into play because we don't know people's lives. I have no idea the experience that you went through and you have no idea what the experience I went through, but that doesn't mean that we should shame each other. I think where the pain comes and the negativity comes in is the confusion. People are confused and they don't even know why they're angry or, or upset. And I think that if we just open up more conversations and just listen to one another, um, I just think that would be very important for today's world. Do you think your music is cathartic for for you and a way for you to process your own feelings and emotions and maybe some of the experiences of both love and, and hate that you've experienced? Definitely do believe that. I would also add that um, the music that I'm writing, it's it's to just love yourself. Love yourself. Give love to yourself. The whole record is a love letter to myself. It's really just being secure with your vessel that you live in. Do you think another reason why people respond really positively and, and you're becoming much better known is because people find something to recognize in this message of optimism that, that you're sharing? I would say I'm, I'm love. I'm a big ball of love. And I know deep down that that's what everybody feels. And that's what everybody wants in the long run, in the end game, is we all just want to be loved. We want to love and we want to get off, give off good energy. And I think I'm a great representation of that. So when you started singing, like I've heard the single mm -hmm. and that portrays this musicality, which is obviously appealing. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I've heard you perform live. Yeah. How'd you feel? <laughs> <laughs> It, it's like sitting in my, it's like being 16 years old again, and my friend is showing off the new bass woofer system that he's put in his car, and it's the kind of thing that makes your heart start to, your, your ribcage starts to feel compressed somewhat. Huh. So your, your voice um, occupies a space, hmm. and I mean that in a very positive way. So it seems to kind of um, erupt from you in a way that I had not expected. And so this is all a, a long way of building up to this this question around: Have you always had such um, you know such a, a, a powerful and um, extensive sort of vocal ability, or is this something you've had to train yourself into? Yeah, I think I've always had it. I just had to practice it. I just need to nourish it and give it some love and um, let it you know let it grow, let it flourish. You know, um, everything takes work ethic, hard work, and lots of time. I think everybody has something so magnificent and powerful within them. It's just about what are you going to do to make it even louder 
And that's kind of what happened. I couldn't, my brother told me in the beginning, Jocelyn, you suck at singing. Like, we got to get you in choir class. <laughs> and so that's when I had, you know, I was like, all right, like, if you say this can make me a better singer, then I'll do it, you know. Um, and that goes for anything and anybody. If you want to become a doctor, if you want to become, you know, a mechanic, you just have to work and practice. Repetition, repetition. There's this one video my my um, choir teacher uh, Jason Stevens he said he would show us videos in class periodically and one time he showed us a video of I don't remember the basketball player's name but they were in like an interview and he's sitting up and this guy didn't show up to practice like three times and he was getting interviewed about it and he was like come on man like we're talking about practice have you seen the, that video you have but he like repeats it like. 30 times then he's like oh practice like he's like yeah so you got to practice you know because at first he was careless didn't care and he's like practice ain't a big deal but then as he was saying it he's like oh wait it is a big deal y'all need to go to practice i think um loving the process i don't know if you've ever heard of gary v but he talks about the process so you've heard of him yeah you know um he really dives in and i and i agree with him you have to love what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're going for. Find the right team. Find the right people who are, who will pick you up, lift you up, and go with it. But you have to fall in love with the process, and you have to be willing to do the work. And if you don't want to, then it's just end game. It's over. Um, nothing's ever easy. That's why, you know, we have like if if everything was easy, then everybody would be doing it, and it wouldn't be as fun. So I like that idea, nothing's ever easy. And so in a second, I'd like to talk about the break that came with the short video snippet going viral. Yeah. And then maybe talk about some of your experiences on the road, especially going to L.A. Mm -hmm. So a couple of questions around that. But again, maybe this is a good point to stop and ask if you'd be willing to perform another tune for us. Right now? Yeah, is that okay? Cool. We're ready to be your number one fans again. <laughs> Let's do it. This song is called Better For It. Sometimes things just don't go as you plan it. Just hold your head up high till you blend it. You might feel like you're done, knocked down and broken, but don't you give up. Just don't you give up what keeps the sun hanging up in the sky. What makes a broken heart feel better in time? I wish I had the answers to make everything fine. Keep your head high, you'll be alright. You'll be better, better for it. Better, better for it. You're shining in this moment so beautiful now. You'll be better, better for it. Better, better for it. You're shining in this moment so beautiful now. Hey. Dreams written on your heart, yeah, I see them blooming. Each battle, every scar, it's your revolution. It's dark before the dawn, oh, morning is coming. Keep your head high, you'll be alright. What keeps the sun hanging up in the sky? What makes a broken heart feel better in time? I wish I had the answer. 
just to make everything fine Keep your head high, you'll be alright You'll be better, better for it Better, better for it You're shining in this moment So beautiful now You'll be better, better for it Better, better for it You're shining in this moment So beautiful now Right now, just let it be, cause someday you will see, it's all meant to be, don't worry, take a deep breath and let it go, cause right now you're home, still got miles to go, don't hurry, you'll be better, better for it, better, better for it, you're shining in this moment, so beautiful now, you'll be better, better for it, better, better for it, you're shining in this moment, so beautiful now, better, better for it, whoa, whoa, It's nice to have that timid, demure voice just, you know, subtly coming out again. It's, uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. <laughs> but, uh, I'm really hesitant to talk about big breaks. I'm not entirely sure how to define what a big break really is for someone else's life. That said, let's talk about that moment when your music career took off, when a video of your uh, song, just like everybody else, a snippet of that went viral. Did you sense that that song would break through in the way that it did or, or that that moment would break through in the way that it did and how did you how did you respond to that okay so this is like some freaky stuff all right so my manager kept saying yo we're, there's gonna be a viral video there's gonna be a viral video you'll be on a viral video just don't worry i was like what are you talking about like that's not gonna happen like dude you're crazy like a viral video just like you know can't happen so I'm riding downtown, right, in my Cadillac, 1995. His name's Charles. He doesn't exist anymore. He's broken. Um, I was riding downtown, and I was having, like, a kind of a crappy day in the beginning. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go downtown. I'm going to go sing on the corner, and I'm just going to, you know, feel better. I'm just going to go down there and get better. Um, I'm driving down there listening to Janis Joplin, just relaxing. I get out. All the corners are taken up in the old market. I'm like, okay, got to find a new spot. I go to um, uh, the stairs over by between like um, Zio's Pizza and between Starbucks. I sit down and I open up my guitar. I think I play like one song. Uh, and then the second song I played was just like everybody else. And these girls come running up, this group of people. And so many girls were in there. I think there were some guys in there too. Anyways, um, four of the girls whip their phone out. And they go, can you sing that one song just like everybody else? Because they knew, you know, knew me previously just from coming down and always watching me. They all whip out their phones. They start recording it. And all four of them posted those videos on the Internet and tagged me in it. One of them made it. One of them made it. It ended up blowing up over like within a few weeks or no, like one week, a few days. Um, and she just put the right wording and she was just in the right spot. You know, so the image that she caught really read 
to the audience. Like the readers were just so blown away by it and they just wanted to keep resharing it. But then you look at the other three videos, no one really put any words to it, maybe just a little bit here and there, but the angles were different, kind of off. And just this one video, and it ended up going viral. I was, and then like I go to Jeff and I'm like, dude, you were right. A video happened, like a viral video actually happened. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy experience. But she put, she deserves to be heard. And then I'm just sitting on the corner singing my heart out. And it just went from there. And so continue that narrative arc. So it just went from there. Right. So So then the next thing that happened was everybody was like, who's this girl? What's this song called? We want to hear it. And like, I looked at Jeff like, dude, we don't even have it recorded yet. And he goes, well, we got to, got to go record it. Um, And then we ended up starting a GoFundMe account raised uh, about $5,000 to go out to LA and pay for the producer to pay for the musicians to be on the record. And it was a great experience. Ended up recording that song. I think we recorded two songs out there and then came back, released the song. And then, yeah, people had it in their pockets. People were able to listen to it. Um, What happened after that? I got picked up by a lot of like TV producers and, um, record labels and they were just like hey the song's great um tv shows wanted me to be on them and that's when the darius rucker uh celebrity undercover boss came along they were asking we didn't know what it was at the time because that's obviously like a surprise but some tv show people came to my manager and was like hey we want jocelyn on the show and then he was like hey this looks pretty cool let's try it out and i was like great let's do it i wasn't gonna do anything like american idol or the voice though I had different uh, goals that I wanted to reach instead, but they did reach out to as well. You went to LA and I saw in your, one of your blog posts, you talked about some of your experiences there. And you said that um, <laughs> in one blog post, you said, LA was so great, met wonderful people while passing out my music cards, doing some promotion <laughs> stuff. Met a former member of Motley Crue, sang to a blind man named Dancer who was in tears and said I was his angel. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering about how... Oh my goodness, dude. I forgot <laughs> about that. Wow. So how, how do these... How do these? And I want to turn to Showtime at the Apollo too. So how, how do these experiences keep informing you as an artist? There are moments and memories that you have to just, yeah, just take in. I think... I, I forgot that I sung the dancer. That's crazy. I met him at a pizza shop now that I remember. So just like... I mean, you know, you meet these new people, you experience these new things, and it's it's hard to take it in all at once. Um, but I, it has made me more appreciative of everything. You know, I don't. I'm always. I I personally think what's happening to me can happen to anybody. That's how I feel. I really do. Um, but sometimes that's not the case. So I just have to. I have to cherish everything that I have in the moment that I have it. And I'm learning that every single day. So I've mentioned that we've had some other artists on the show. and You said Misan Jix. I love Mary. She's awesome. She, she is great. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Misan Jix real quick. <laughs> I had to do that. Often it ends up sort of bifurcating into the, the creative side of this craft. Mm-hmm. But then there's that side of it too, which is the promotional, the business, the logistical. Right. And so you've signed with BMG. I want to get a sense of how you are approaching and see the business side of mm-hmm. 
what you're doing in terms of crafting a career for yourself. Mm -hmm. I do want to go back real quick into the, you know, how it's formed me as an artist, just to mention the passing out business cards in the beginning. Uh, no one, I never saw anybody pass out business cards. So that was one of the things that I did was, all right, pass out business cards, go up to people. They're probably not going to like it at first. They're probably going to be like, what the heck are you doing? Handing me a business card. This is weird. Like that's not normal. So you have to, you have to find unique ways, uh, to get around in today's society with cell phones, everybody's, you know, buried, you know, they're in a whole nother world connected to everybody. So how can you connect outside of that? Um, thinking outside the box, passing out business cards, passing out business cards has helped my career so significantly. You would all be so surprised. Um, and that's, it's funny cause it's something that I didn't want to do in the beginning, but my manager, um, had suggested it and let me know like, Hey, this might help out in the long run. And what do you know? He was right. Going back to your other question now, ask it again because I totally forgot what you were going to say, what you said. Actually, yours was a really nice segue because you talked okay, about going great. back to business cards and really oh, that's there what we I'm go. asking. There we go, Is, business. How do you see the business side of your career moving forward? I love the business. Um, I see myself getting knowledge, growing, getting more knowledgeable. <laughs> but no, all around, I'm learning a lot about the business, the things that go on, the things that you do and the things that you don't do. And it's definitely crazy. And I can see why a lot of people don't like being in the music business or I can see why it is a hard thing to even get into because you go to L.A., if you don't know anybody, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're not connected to anybody, you may as well just, you know, get chewed up and spit out because – it's just a hard business. It's definitely cutthroat. And I'm lucky to have the team that I do um, to handle those jobs for me. There's this image that is so easy to paint for ourselves about what success looks like. And often right. it involves um, adoration, creative success, um, financial success, mm -hmm. and this long career of being adored by millions of people. But then fame, I think, also has this dark underbelly mm -hmm. where people crash under the weight of invasion of privacy, mm -hmm. misperceptions, a loss of sense of identity, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. are, are you worried at all about the implications of being mm -hmm. successful about fame? I'm not. I am not worried one bit. Um, Ed Sharon did say, my favorite artist who, ever, who has ever lived in this world, Ed Sharon, he, I watched his interview and he said, because, you know, this, he got asked a similar, similar question. His thing was, this is my job. The only difference is, you know, I am blowing up, but this is my job and this is something I'm going to treat like my job. It's no different from being, you know, a, um, a doctor or someone in the Air Force or anything like that. Um, I don't see myself falling down into those dark holes because I have people that I love surrounding me. And I also, I check in with myself. I check in with myself every day. And... As long as I know the things that I'm doing and I'm paying attention to what I'm doing right or wrong, that's all that matters to me. I just want to make sure that I can check myself and I want to make sure the people that are surrounding me can check myself, you know, or check me uh, if I'm doing something wrong, you know, call me out. Um, and honestly, to be real, I don't know if I can say what will happen in the future. Um, I've never experienced fame on, you know, a big level. But I hope 
to always just keep my heart dearly close to me and, and all my loved ones. I thought you were going to say for a minute, and I hope that I'm amazingly huge. And I would have to say, too, success, you know, I, I got to learn at 17 and 18 that success doesn't come from materialistic things, you know, and, that, and for a while I had, a, you know, trouble with that because, you know, I'd bang up my guitar or I'd, you know, not take care of my audio phase or my computer or my cell phone, and I would... I, I'd break things on accident and be like, oh, it's fine. I'd lose my wallet and not care, you know? And that kind of told me, like, all right, I actually do need to care. I don't need to care about the materialistic stuff, but, like, to, like, a point, like, I need to because I can't keep losing my wallet. I think I've lost it, like, four or five times. Um, I finally held on to this one, though. It has a magnet that hooks my pants. But what I'm trying to say here is that, there does come a point where you do have to be responsible and you have to take responsibility for your actions. And that is what I'm entering in right now as I'm growing up. So we have enough time for... Another song. Another song and then just a few closing words. So can I ask you to perform something else? Yeah, I can. Um, this song was featured on Undercover Boss with Darius Rucker. This song is about not giving up on yourself when you feel like it. This song is called Nothing Left to Say. Every time I make a mistake Comes back around some other day I'm not a fool, I don't understand Why I repeat myself I've got no time to waste On all of these stupid games Cause after all, all that they do Is get in the way Gotta get a move on, gonna get my groove on Not about to let this slip away Cause now I'm on the highway, gonna do it my way and climb this mountain all day Never gonna give up This is my one shot This is the reason I was made Nothing's gonna stop me No one's gonna top me There's nothing left to say There's nothing left to say I used to think that I was alone and nobody else could feel this way. But I have learned like so many things. It's something we all share. A step at a time is all it will take. And all we need to do. And all we need to do. And all we need to do. Gotta get a move on. Gonna get my groove on. Not about Slip away, cause now I'm on the highway, gonna do it my way And climb this mountain all day, never gonna give up This is my one shot, this is the reason I was made Nothing's gonna stop me, no one's gonna top me There's nothing left to say There's nothing left to say I need, I need to get away 
clear my mind and start a new day this is my life this is my dream this is who i'm meant to be sometimes it hurts sometimes it gets worse when things get rough i pick myself up never look back i'll never look back gotta get a move on gonna get my groove on not about to let this slip away Climb this mountain all day, never gonna give up. This is my one shot, this is the reason I was made. Nothing's gonna stop me, no one's gonna top me. There's nothing left to say. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing left to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I feel like this is a great opportunity to say there is something left to say. And I sort of want to throw that open to you in some way. What do you want to tell us? I want to tell everybody out there. I know it's not easy being a human being, um, but keep checking in with yourself. Find new ways to make yourself happy um, and keep working on yourself. And go out of your way to make yourself happy, too. Um, it is very important right now for everybody to look in with to look within themselves and to just focus on love and and cherishing yourself and who you are as an individual. Um, and keep working hard because if you do if you do all the things I just said in the beginning, if you check in with yourself, it will all come easily and naturally. So it occurs to me that you are a and maybe this even surprises you that you've found this within yourself, but you seem to be a deeply courageous person. So mm -hmm. you've, you've performed in front. You, you, you've uh, started a music career as a teenager. You have performed in, in front of thousands of people. You have uh, bust in the streets. You've gone to um, other cities like L.A. and otherwise yeah. just to perform in different places. Mm -hmm. um, do you think of yourself in, in those terms as courageous? Well, now that you say that, <laughs> um, I haven't, I, 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 you know, it's sometimes hard to, but when I meet people like you who appreciate me, when I meet people every day who come up to me, I'm, I'm reminded like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this in my community. This is crazy. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm very grounded. I like to keep my roots, my feet, you know, close to the ground, um, but yeah, it does blow my mind. I've played Whiskey a Go-Go, played the Apollo, played at Stirk Cove, opened up for five, you know, for Darius Rucker, 5,000 people, 5,000 plus. Um, been great experiences. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I'm courageous. I should get that tattooed. Just kidding. Maybe not, but <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Thank you, Stuart. What is next? Um, touring. Lots of interviews. Uh, lots of practicing, um, just spreading my music, radio play, album, it's all coming this year.
Fly's radio show is supported by Humanities Nebraska, inspiring and enriching personal and public life by delivering opportunities to engage thoughtfully with history and culture. Learn more at humanitiesnebraska.org. To listen to this show again and to hear past shows, download the podcast at iTunes, search for Live's radio show with Stuart Chittenden, and leave a review while you're there to let me know what you think of the show. It really has been a joy and a privilege to have you on the show, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Stuart. I had so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, everybody out there. Have a beautiful day. And come tune back in the mind and soul. That's the end of this week's show. The magnificent Marion Fay helped produce the show. Lives is an executive production of Squish Talks. I'm your host, Stuart Chittenden. Join me next week for more community, conversation, and the people that bring community to life. <laughs>